0: Is going on, everybody. Welcome into episode number 570 of Underground Sports Philadelphia, presented by the city of Vineland. It's KB and Matt coming at you from Underground Studios. If you're watching live on Twitch or if you're watching this in video form on YouTube, you're seeing myself and Foco came through with the care package. Uh I got the Phillies overalls. Shout out to Foco. You can get your own. The link is in the description. We'll talk more about FOCO later on in the show. Uh, but before we get into everything, we're going to talk Phillies. Big series win over the Braves. We're going to talk some Eagles. will talk some Union. And it's our Survivor 45 preview show. Very excited. Survivor back next week. Uh, so we may have some scheduling changes because half, half hour added to Survivor. Might start the show a little earlier uh, during Survivor season to... Uh, accommodate so we can watch the show get our takes in and and fully dive into survivor season 45 but we'll let you guys know about that that's why you got to follow us on the socials at underground phi twitter instagram facebook tiktok threads we're on all of them underground phi and facebook.com slash underground sports phi you can follow matt on twitter at matt castorina you can follow me at kbizzl311 Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. It goes a long way for helping more people find Underground Sports Philadelphia and our entire catalog of podcasts. Let us know that you're listening to the show. Let us know what you want to hear from us because uh, we do read the reviews as long as they're positive. So go leave a five-star rating or review on Apple or Spotify. And, of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia that's where you get full video episodes of this show twice a week. You get full video episodes of every podcast on our network. You get clips, shorts, live streams, original video content, all on our YouTube channel. That's YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. Smash that like button, ring the bell icon, and comment down below your thoughts on everything Matt and I discuss on tonight's show. And big thank you to the City of Island for being our presenting sponsor City of Vineland Municipal Calendar features city-organized, city-sponsored, and city-affiliated events that are of public interest. And the calendar, which is accessible at vinelandcity.org, is a good way for residents and visitors to build awareness, remain engaged with city government, and participate in local events. You can also follow the City of Vineland on social media via their Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube pages. Through these tools, you can stay connected to the community and get important announcements about programs and services offered by the city, vineland new jersey where it's always growing season and big thank you to security 21 security systems and paul j gillespie incorporated for their continued support of this podcast matt what's going on man i'm living the dream got your your broadcast career underway this week coincide with the podcast matt's joined the uh vineland public broadcasting family yeah call me john madden look at that back in the booth uh we were today and uh, we'll be back at it on Friday as well. But back at it today, we're the Philadelphia Phillies, the Fightins. It's brought to you by our awesome merch partners at PHI Apparel Company, the best merch partners we could have ever asked for. If you want that go-to Philly sports merch, whether it's Eagles, Phillies, Flyers, Sixers, Union, or Underground Sports Philadelphia merch, they've got you on the hookup, and you will stand out in the crowd with their exclusive designs for all And if you want to support us, go get your Underground Sports Philadelphia merch. Every podcast on our network has merch, and F1 merch is on the way, uh, so keep an eye out for that. But if you want to stand out in the crowd, stand out at the bar with your friends. If you're going to Citizens Bank Park, Lincoln Financial Field, Subaru Park, big one against LAFC this coming weekend. Of course, the PLL Championship game also at Subaru Park on Sunday. Uh, go to phiapparel.co, check out all the merch that they have. And when you go to check out, when you got everything in your cart, use code underground for 10% off any and all merch orders. It's the most effective and direct way to support everything we're doing. So go get your merch, tag us, tweet at us when you get it. We'll repost it. We want to see where you're wearing your merch at. phiapparel.co, code underground for 10% off your merch orders. Phillies get the job done, Matt. They take two out of three down in Atlanta, win four out of six on the road. It's looking good. The magic number down to seven. And we are that much closer to Red October Volume 2 of this era of Phillies baseball being in full effect.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that we've talked about is the potential for them to lock up that uh, that wild card spot. And that means you can maybe set the rotation a little better and maybe give guys some rest. But go in with uh your your strongest available lineup into the playoffs and this past series really good performance against the braves like we said could be a potential playoff opponent if you make it out of the wild card round You could be facing this team again in the uh, postseason and obviously you know braves are a very good team but the phillies over the last few years have played them very well uh, generally speaking especially when you consider kind of the difference in quality between those teams in the regular season so that's great i i think it's uh a great opportunity for the Phillies now to you know with the rest of September to really lock in on this and get finishing that top wild card spot and have uh, you know that that home field advantage for the wild card round that's that is a a huge thing for the Phillies because they're obviously such a good team at home
0: three and a half game lead in the wild card right now and if the season ended today it'd be the Arizona Diamondbacks coming to Citizens Bank Park for the wild card series I still don't know how I feel In terms of opponent, if I'd rather it be the Diamondbacks or I'd rather it be the Cubs, I think both matchups present, uh, you know, difficulties across the board. The Diamondbacks have stellar, you know, top-tier pitching, you know, with Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly's been great for them this year, too. Um, And then the Cubs, obviously, we know they can can hit the ball. And if you bring that Chicago Cubs team to a hitter-friendly ballpark like Citizens Bank Park, you're going to have to be on your A game. Uh, but their pitching has kind of fallen off a bit here towards the end of the season, and it could be something the Phillies could take advantage of. Are you in one boat or the other just yet?
1: The problem is I remember those Diamondbacks games early in the season being uh, really high scoring and, and a lot of activity, and uh, I, I just <laughs> I don't want that in my playoff experience. Um, we handled the Cubs pretty well already this season, I think, uh, and they've been slumping a little bit. You know, Diamondbacks have gotten hot. Because you know, we've been talking so much about could be the Cubs could be the Brewers you know we were talking about the Cubs maybe even making up ground in the division that seems to certainly be kind of out of the question at this point uh, so I'd still rather the Cubs I think that'd be <laughs> the best lineup uh, you know for us to face all things because I think Diamondbacks have just as a potent of an offense too and like you said those two top end starters I think are better than anything Chicago has uh, overall quality and you know, you're hopeful that you don't have to go beyond two games, uh, but you know having those two as your starters, not that the Phillies don't also have uh, top quality at, at the top end of their rotation, but yeah, I think I'd uh, rather play the Cubs.
0: And don't look now. The Miami Marlins have found their stride once again. They swept the Braves before they played the Phillies. They're a half game back of the Cubs now, and the Cincinnati Reds are a game and a half back of the Cubs as well. The wild card is far from... Uh, being decided oddly enough even though you know some of these teams have felt like their seasons were kind of coming to an end and they were finally uh you know coming back down to earth but the Marlins and Reds still very much alive and the San Francisco Giants are like clinging on to their their final hopes they're sitting at 500 it doesn't really seem realistic for them to get in um, but it does still feel like you know it's a, a five-team race Uh, with the Phillies leading the pack uh, for the time being, and hopefully that continues. We'll keep an eye on everything that happens with the Marlins and the Mets. We're kind of hoping for, oddly enough, a Mets win to knock the Marlins down, help the Phillies' magic number uh, continue to decrease uh, and get closer to to being clinched. But um, right now, Phillies at 83-69. and Nice. Uh, Do they get to 90 wins? That's the big question they're they're. Preseason over under win total was eighty eight and a half. Need six more wins to eclipse that. Seven overall to hit the ninety win mark. Seven more games are against the New York Mets, uh, and three against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Can they get to ninety wins? Yeah, going seven and three on that stretch is definitely possible.
1: Um, I think though you'll probably the Phillies will more than likely (laughs) again just have to. (laughs) <laughs> hopefully the qualifiers on it more than likely clinch the playoffs during that time. I feel like it's very common for a team to clinch the playoffs in the next game to, you know, like it's just, there's a big emotional relief. And I think, you know, it's kind of natural to maybe let your foot off the gas a little bit. So, um, and hopefully we're not doing a thing where we're like second to last game <sighs> again, this year, kind of sort of sweating it out. I'd like to have it wrapped up sooner than later. I think they, they certainly have the ability, you know, between their own, um, you know, ability and the talent that they're going to be facing, you know, two pretty, pretty poor teams in Pittsburgh and in the Mets. So I do think they can, but I think they'll settle around 88. I think 88, 89, I think is is much more realistic.
0: The big, I think, takeaway from this final game against the Braves today was this Braves team is beatable, guys. Like two of those four games that you lost – at home against the Braves, you could have and should have easily won. They went to extra innings and, you know, shouldn't have even gotten there. You should have been able to win those and take three out of four. I just I find it funny. You know, the Braves, for whatever reason, they, they go on these monstrous runs over the last six, seven years and have been the best team in baseball this year, record wise. Yet the Phillies find a way to derail them, get them off their mark. And show that they are a mortal team and they are not this, you know, indestructible force. And the Phillies just find a way to beat them. Nick Castellanos, especially, both offensively and defensively, the last, you know, almost calendar year now, uh, makes the big defensive play in the postseason, makes a huge play today uh, to catch that ball in foul territory, sends it home. Sends the game two extra innings, hit two home runs today, call your families, call your loved ones. (laughs) Something could be on the horizon, but I I just find it hilarious that the Phillies are this team that can just put this, you know, giant cog in the Braves, you know, stampede towards what everybody is already doing, what they did for the Braves and Dodgers last year and crowning them, you know, World Series champions. Yeah, I mean, put that uh play today on his gold glove highlight reel because just amazing
1: awareness on.
0: <laughs> just Rawlings were looking at you. <laughs> Truly really one of the one
1: of the plays of all time. Um over the last 16 games, Atlanta's rotation is 4 and 6, 6.87 ERA allowing 86 hits in 59 walks in 77 in the third innings. So, we know offensively, you know this team is very good. They obviously uh team you can't take lightly at all in that regard, but like you said, you know I don't I don't think there is a even between the, the Dodgers and the Braves, I don't feel that there's a team that is just and there never is in baseball. You mm-hmm. know, we have experienced this ourselves. You can be amazing in the regular season, totally dominant, um, but all it takes is just two or three bad games, you know, in, in the playoffs. Um and even just two or three plays to kinda of go the wrong way for you. Just a little bit of bounce or luck. So for me, I, I think yeah, you know, would the Braves be favorite in that series, sure, obviously. But I do think the the Phillies were not favored in really any of their series last year. So, and they still made it all the way to the World Series. Playoff baseball is just like that. And I think it's a like we said, you know, we talked about these Phillies and that they're kind of the annoying team that we always hated, you know, they they're emulating a little bit like the Giants and Cardinals from when the Phillies were, you know, great. And that you know, you you come up against them and think just because you have more wins that you should be better, but you know, you consider too like you know, this division is likely potentially going to have three playoff teams in it you know that's it's a strong division all things back considered to back years too right i mean it's i know obviously the, the nationals are not great and the mets have, have taken a step back this year but you look around just baseball in general this is still one of the um you know more deep uh divisions that you have especially in the nl especially i would say that this is uh top to bottom i i would say the the best division in the nl so yeah i, I think for me um, I, I'm happy to see their performance against the Braves, and like we said, we, they've played them pretty well. Uh, not even just this year, even even going back the past few seasons. So, I believe that they can beat them. But it's all going to be about beating that wildcard team for you know. Mm-hmm. You don't want to lose sight of the fact that you still have to you
0: have to win a a, a short series to get to uh, you know potentially even the Braves. You know, it could be the Dodgers and somebody who's more than likely going to be pitching in that three game series. Pitched today and arguably one of his best starts of the season. Aaron Nola pitching the way he did today against the Braves was such a good sign. And I'm not going to say Aaron Nola's back because, you know, we've seen him have this roller coaster of a season this year. But to see him perform the way he did, go six strong innings against the Braves, uh, I think that's a huge confidence boost for him with the season that he's had. And I think that gives everyone around him the confidence to know that he can go out in a playoff series again, pitch quality innings for this team, and help them win, hopefully, you know, in Game 2 of a wild card series, clinch a series to go back to the NLDS.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm excited. I'm excited for playoff oh, baseball. I
0: love playoff baseball, man. And, and we, we talked about this a little bit last year because the Phillies are finally back in it. It just feels different when you have a rooting interest for playoff baseball. Absolutely. You live and die on every pitch. It's it amazing. is, like, it's the, the most agonizing yet most, like, fulfilling feeling when playoff baseball rolls around, like you said, you live and die with every pitch, and I'm excited for, you know, this time around, we're going to be, hopefully, hosting the wild card rounds, so at least two games uh, at Citizens Bank Park uh, to kick things off for the playoffs, which is going to be a wild, wild time, Uh, especially, you know, if the Eagles keep rolling, and you have that crossover again, and have the Union still playing very well, so things are looking good uh, in September and October in Philadelphia, but Let's get to the NL East and MLB run differentials. It's brought to you by our pals over at FOCO uh, who reached out when I said, Hey, I'll wear the Phillies overalls. They wore on the road trip every single live pod for the rest of the season. uh, If you send me a pair and they lived up to the promise. I got them on right now. They are super comfortable. Uh, FOCO based right in New Jersey. So that's also very cool. Uh, And their passion Uh, for passionate fans has never changed since their journey began all the way back in 1998. Uh, They've always been a community of fans with a shared goal of helping people let their inner fan shine like a beacon of awesome. Foco is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more with major sports and entertainment licenses at their disposal, along with a powerful infrastructure, a dedicated team, and a broad variety of products. Their company is reaching new heights every day. Shout out Jason and Travis Kelsey. Uh, FOCO's success is directly related to their ability to bring new and exciting designs, ideas, and manufacturing techniques to categories in need of innovation. And they are consistently searching for dedicated and driven professionals to join and help grow their team. They've got some awesome merchandise from apparel you know shirts sweatshirts hoodies uh you can gear up for the postseason they got awesome bobbleheads awesome collectibles um and you know by fandom they've got nfl mlb nba nhl college they even got soccer licenses met across the board with uh, arsenal liverpool and manchester city plus every team in the mls Uh, and then they also hit the entertainment side of things and you can live that nostalgic nineties Nickelodeon, uh, era where they've got stuff for Spongebob, Hey Arnold, Ren and Stimpy. They've got DC comics, Looney Tunes, WWE, the list goes on and on. So go to foco.com, check out the link in the description to get your Phillies overalls. They've got the pinstripes, they got the all reds and they got the throwback powder blues. Uh, super comfortable pockets too, which is clutch. Uh shout out to Foco for hopping on board with Underground Sports Philadelphia uh and hooking me up with the overalls. So go get yours for the postseason and let's paint the town red. Uh the NL East run differential looking a little some sum like this. The Atlanta Braves who clinched the division and everybody making a big stink when the Braves clinched the division at Citizens Bank Park and the Phillies putting up the congratulations thing. That's just common practice in baseball the Astros did it last year for the Phillies when we clinched there uh so I mean it's normal I had no issue with it it's you know tip of the cap well done um part of me hates it but I, I, I d- you know, you know the inner <laughs> fandom hates it but hey the Astros did it for us the Astros went on to win the World Series uh you know a couple weeks later maybe you know gentlemen Gentlemen's game. We go back and, and do the same thing against the Braves in the postseason. Uh I sure would love that. <laughs> Braves at 97 and 55, 4-6 in their last 10, kind of limping towards the end of the season. They've scored 880 runs this year. Yeah, they're really they're really limping. <laughs> Three away
1: from a hundred wins. They're really just You hate to see it, you honestly. Hate it. Me.
0: Uh they they've scored 880 runs, given up 662. Gives them a plus two eighteen run differential on the year. The fighting fills at eighty three and sixty nine. Uh, they've scored seven hundred and forty six runs this year, second most in the division. Given up six seventy three for a plus seventy three run differential. The dumbest team in Major League Baseball, the Miami Marlins, at seventy nine and seventy three. They've scored six hundred and thirty four runs this season, the fewest in the NL East. And they've given up 671 for a negative 37 run differential. And they are playing at an expected win loss of 72 and 80. Uh, The New York Mets at 70 and 81. You hate to see it. You just hate to see it. One more game and they're finishing below 500 on the year. Uh, What a joy. (laughs) Right into the veins, baby. Uh, They've scored 664 runs this year. Given up 682 for a negative 18 run differential. And then the stolen franchise, Washington Nationals, 68 and 85. They've given up 790 runs on the year, scored 659, which is hilarious that they've scored more than the Marlins and almost as many as the Mets. But they have a negative 131 run differential on the year. Still on Rockies 1K watch as they quickly approach giving up 900 runs on the year. They're at 893. Uh, with a series coming up against the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley
1: I see now I kind of need the Cubs to win yeah, yeah. so now I'm <laughs> I'm now I'm kind of back in but hardest I, I think the dream's dead unfortunately I think it's the magic number is like 12 a game
0: I think now. something like that uh which would be nice but they've given up 893 have only scored 678 for a negative 215 run differential the worst in the National League worst record in the National League by far And then we kick it to the other team in baseball in the 800 club uh, that we thought was going to be first there, but not so much. The Oakland A's at 46 and 106. Shout out to (sighs) shout out to the Las Vegas unhoused team. (laughs) Where to play baseball? 879 runs against, have only scored 550 a negative 329 run differential on the year uh the Kansas City Royals and Chicago White Sox have also surrendered over 800 runs this year just a wild time and then uh the only other teams to have clinched postseason spots since we last recorded the Dodgers uh won their division so NL West champs uh they are in the postseason and then Two teams in the AL East both clinch playoff spots before anybody else. The Baltimore Orioles headed back to the postseason for the first time in what feels like forever. Mm-hmm. Um, they are sitting at 95 and 57. 2014,
1: I think they were.
0: It was in that like, 20, 2013, 2014. 2013 to like 2017 window, Somewhere, I think yeah. they had with the Machado, Adam Jones, Chris Davis, who they're yeah. still paying boatloads of money to. That's the uh, era. That Shout out to the, the boy, Cole Irvin, though, on that Baltimore Orioles team. He's going to the postseason. Um, Tampa Bay Rays at 93-59. and 59. They're going back to the postseason. Um, they're also getting a new stadium. They got the renderings for a new stadium. They're staying in St. Petersburg. So a lot of fans kind of annoyed by that. But they put the renderings out, Matt. And in part of the photo, you see, like, fans walking into the stadium He's a fan wearing a Wander Franco jersey. We still don't have any clarity on that, do we? No, I don't think that's. Maybe he's or... back for the postseason. Yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> tainted. He's tainted World Series. He's eligible for that. Unbelievable.
0: Saw so the uh, the Kobe and Shaq meme being used for Wander Franco and Julio Urias in the Prison League. Very, very fitting that the two teams that played in the Mickey Mouse World Series have scumbags on their team. Yeah. Sounds about right. Checks out. Uh also hilarious that the Twins are eighty one and seventy two and still have not clinched their division yet. The Detroit Tigers are still alive in the division at seventy and eighty one. By one game. Same with the Cleveland Guardians at seventy two and eighty one. I guess claiming Angels players didn't uh work out too well for them <laughs> what a dumb division <laughs> the Phillies would be winning that division right now yeah
1: we're talking about a magic number for the division rather than dumb wild they'd card. be pretty
0: close to winning the AL West too because that's a division that nobody wants to win still yeah. Houston Astros have a half game lead on the Seattle Mariners and Texas Rangers it's a tight it's
1: a tight race too
0: and the annoying part about that because nobody wants to win that division and everybody's staying alive It's keeping the stupid-ass New York Yankees alive.
1: Just kill them. I mean, Just end them. Put them out of the misery, please. End them. It's over.
0: It's never been more over than it (laughs) is now. Start spreading the news. (laughs) (laughs) But there is your, uh, your NL East and MLB run differentials brought to you by our pals over at FOCO. Let's shift gears from baseball to the gridiron. Brought to you by our pals over at Kenwood Beer, the official beer partner of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's a refreshing light lager, just 120 calories, 4.1% ABV, 8 grams of carbs, the best light beer out there. Use the all-new and improved Kenny Finder. See you has got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. They got Kelly Green tailgate shirts that look absolutely spectacular. They're limited edition, so go grab those up before they're gone on their website, kenwoodbeer.com. Got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. Eagles, big-time, you know, victory last Thursday. Got Monday night football on the horizon against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Only matchup in the NFL this week that will involve undefeated teams. Who saw that coming? And uh, the Buccaneers, it's – as Deion Sanders has been saying, they made it personal, man, because – they are uh, celebrating Rondé Barber at halftime and inducting him into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Hall of Fame against the
1: Eagles. Did they not learn anything from the Tom Brady uh, <laughs> halftime ceremony? <laughs> I
0: mean, come on. We're just here to crash halftime ceremony. That feels really targeted, yes. I have to say. That. <laughs> 100%. Bar-
1: how, how long has Rondé Barber been retired? Let's find out. Like, he's just now getting put in the hall. Are you kidding me? I feel like he's been retired for 16 years. <laughs> You're just now getting around.
0: Roundae's final season was 2012.
1: Okay, so he's been retired 11 years. Over a decade. You, you couldn't find any other time. in The, the Buccaneers sucked
0: for like nine of those <laughs> years. <laughs> Literally You're, had a nice little gap of like eight years before Tom Brady came to town. Yeah, man. No, kind of distracted from Jameis Winston's 30-30 No, season. you don't distract from that. That's amazing.
1: But you can distract from, I don't know, who are they throwing out? Jeff Garcia? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't even remember. Unreal. It does feel targeted. Like, let's just wait until we play the Eagles again. And, so messed up. Um, I don't think it's their
1: first home game of the season. I don't know. If like, it's not even like, ah, oh, you know, first opportunity we had. Is, is it? I honestly don't know. It is
0: their their home opener was last week. Yeah, I was going to say. Bears. I'm pretty sure
1: they played the Bears. Home. What? <laughs> what is happening? <that? laughs>
0: so clearly up. targeted. Um, so hopefully the Eagles use that as a little bulletin board material. But um, the the fun part about this is the Buccaneers look like a pretty serviceable team. They have talented weapons, and it's going to be a a big test for an Eagles team that unfortunately has some injuries that you're going to have to battle through uh seems like avante maddox might be done for the year unfortunately and uh you're gonna have to uh make some adjustments and changes and the eagles did that on special teams this week they finally have a new punter
1: yeah um i don't know how to like properly rate punters (laughs) you know i do know that when one gives me anxiety when i see him i know that that's probably not a good punter you know yeah
0: it's it's one of those things too that if if your punter who everybody was calling to get rid of last year comes back and then switches his number to an iconic franchise like figure it might be time to pack it up yeah i think someone someone has to have a private conversation (laughs) about that it's not You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. Uh, Braden Mann, the new Eagles punter. uh, So at least, hopefully, they'll have some better uh, field position switching uh, if they need it uh, from special teams. But, I mean, you're going up against two of the best receivers in the NFL, arguably, with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And Baker Mayfield just looks very, very comfortable. He is just a little tyke who's just out there to really prove a point.
1: Um, it's so interesting because he like throws his body on the line yet. I don't, th- I don't think I've ever seen a teammate like, you know, sometimes like quarterbacks, especially to like stretch out for the first down, like maybe take some contact, you know, the teammate is always there like shoving the other player that did it or like there's someone always kind of like hyping up. No one does that for Baker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable.
0: It does feel like he is on a mission and with every, you know, pass and every you know positive thing that happens for the Buccaneers this season it flips in the other direction for his former team that drafted him number one overall which is very very funny um because Baker's got to be absolutely thrilled that team decided hey we're, we're gonna give up on you we're gonna go break the NFL salary cap get a guy who has been uh allegedly accused of Dozens of sexual assault crimes. And I'm just gonna go down to Tampa after being used as a essentially just a, a body fill in for the Rams last year. And I'm gonna play with good players. I think it is you know, they talk about the uh
1: the curse of the babe and all that. I think we might have the curse of the of the baker here. <laughs> I think <laughs> Maybe Cleveland is just really doomed itself. I mean, it's already a cursed sports city yes. as it is. So I—that's the thing—is like you can't be messing around like this if you're a team in Cleveland. Like you can't—you cannot—and you already have enough of the bad karma and whatever spiritual, you know, like roulette wheel that determines uh, sports city luck. You already have enough of that. I don't know why you would invite more by making such a clearly antagonistic move towards whatever karma exists on the planet but yeah it, it does feel nice to watch cleveland's downfall i'll say that it yes feels, i mean i i saw this too I, I saw the uh potential deshaun watson um burner account on twitter i did see that that's too fantastic. that's fantastic news <laughs> honestly just the best you know what sucks is nick chubb is the one that like has his knee destroyed yeah
0: for the second time can i just be life? totally
1: honest it's just it's like in uh wall card do it like Wrong kid died that day. Honestly, wrong guy had his knee turned the wrong way. Really should have been Deshaun the whole time. It's like it, sh- it yep. should have been you. Should have been you. If there's sure. anyone who cosmically deserves this, it is you. We are all collectively the Yu Gi Oh meme. Should have been him. Like I didn't listen. I'm not one to wish injury, but like if there is gonna be an injury, it's that guy. Yes, it's that guy.
0: It's that. you are that guy.
1: It's, <laughs> it's not Nick Chubb. What did he do?
0: Ugh. Uh, Back on the Eagles front, though, DeAndre Swift named NFC Player of the Week on offense. Rightfully so. I mean, what a home debut for DeAndre Swift. Um, was absolutely electric and just shows the versatility that this Eagles backfield has. You know, Kenneth Gainwell didn't play on Thursday. DeAndre Swift steps up, gets 28 carries. And I know people are concerned about, you know, the passing game for the Eagles and uh you know Jalen not looking like Jalen quote-unquote but when the Vikings are playing this weird cover zero shifting into a Tampa 2 defense that is like disguising things and making Jalen uncomfortable you saw it on the interception he threw but they're giving you running lanes out the wazoo for DeAndre Swift to just barrel through giving you lanes for Boston Scott to barrel through why would you go away from what's working and I I commend you know brian johnson nick sirianni for just being like yeah the running game's working we're gonna stick with that yeah i mean that's what
1: the seagulls team did last year too was like one of their best qualities offensively was that they can beat you in so many different ways um, they didn't have to throw the ball all the time to get you right and they were really efficient when they needed to be and you had a historically efficient running night <laughs> for deandre swift yeah you're right why would you uh turn away from that um yeah, it was it was kind of the game that we expected it to be. To be honest, you know, we're talking about a little bit more back and forth, and probably a little more high scoring. Both teams dealing with some defensive issues, um, especially some injuries too. And you, you picked up a, a few more. By the way, what is up with the torn pecs this season in the NFL? I swear, there's like five or six. I feel like I hear like one guy with a torn pec every year. And it's always like a, it's like an edge rusher or something, like a lineman. It kind of makes sense. There's like five or six guys that are like done for the season with a torn pec muscle this it's year. Insane. <laughs>
0: I didn't know if it was just me, but... It feels like the injury... Like, the higher-end injuries are at an all-time high to start a season than what we've had in years past, too. And I know a lot of players have spoken about how, you know that have been in the league for a while, they, they feel like it is, you know, not being able to play in the preseason. You're not getting live reps and you're coming in and and week one is almost like your first time getting full-time game action and your body's not fully prepared for taking hits and and cutting certain ways and, and moving around the way that it does. I don't know what it is, but you know, between the ankle injuries we've seen, obviously Aaron Rodgers with the Achilles injury, the torn pecs, unfortunately Nick Chubb's injury uh, you know, there's been some catastrophic injuries through two weeks of this NFL season already, and who's to say if it's gonna if it's gonna stop? It probably won't because it's the NFL. But it feels early on. There's a lot of crazy injuries happening.
1: Yeah, definitely. So,
0: and it sucks to see it too.
1: You know, you want to you want everyone out
0: playing. Uh, Jason Kelsey was on the Pat McAfee show today. Uh, talking about. Travis Kelsey, obviously, but also talking about how last season he played a majority of it with a high ankle sprain. He hasn't given up a press- a single pressure this season, and he didn't allow a single QB hit all of last year all with a high ankle sprain that he said was around a grade 2 or grade 1A high ankle sprain. Just, it's just
1: There's there's a different different world. What does he call the uh, Toradol? He has like a name for the Toradol. Uh, oh, you're right. It's like... Uh... It's like his, it's like his T pills or something. Yeah. <laughs> he's always talking, which is awesome. You love to hear about uh, the very casual and rampant use of painkillers <laughs> within NFL. It's awesome. Uh, it's like the Zach Taylor story. Talk about getting uh, get, like the catheter so he could like <laughs> not bleed all over himself during the game. It's awesome, man. Just this sport is just really something else.
0: Jason Kelsey also said he's gotten a keg every off season from Coach Nick Sirianni. Uh, to help him convince him to come back and play. Uh, And then he was on WIP this morning uh, and basically confirmed yet didn't confirm uh, the news story that is just taking the internet by storm that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are dating. I mean, honestly. Said he was joking, but said he hopes Travis is having fun.
1: (laughs) I, I, I don't know... I don't know if it's like the Madden curse to Taylor Swift. I don't know if it's like a good or bad thing. I know it usually just it ends in in a breakup. Um, I don't know that the men that she's dated have ever had bad experiences afterwards. You know, like something. It's not the Cassiano Cassiano's kind of a uh, situation. So, I guess there's no
0: harm if uh, if that's what's what's going on. Eh? Um. So we'll see. You know, if that transpires, and uh, I don't think we've ever gotten. I think it's been since LeBron James when he was a free agent uh, before he went to the Lakers, uh, where we got more rampant coverage of a non-Philadelphia athlete than we have over the past couple of weeks. Of Travis Kelsey.
1: Well, it's a weird thing where like people like to pretend the other is like a local. She's like, not she's from Reading. It's not even that she wasn't even like. Then she moved to Tennessee. Like I don't know. Like I guess technically, but not really. <laughs> because she
0: confirmed she's an Eagles fan. during Yeah, I mean that's cool. Her that's tour. nice. Well, that's when everybody that's a, lost their minds. I'm going to claim her. <laughs> <You> know, <but laughs> People forget Taylor Swift sang, uh, I think, the national anthem at the 2008 World Series. She did. She did.
1: And that's her
0: true claim to
1: fame. Right. That's how I always remember. That's World the, Series
0: jacket. That's the fearless Taylor Swift right there. <laughs> that was sh- short shorts, bleachers, Taylor Swift, baby. Uh, um. But, I mean, Jason... Cousins
1: no, no, the just... Bleachers guy just produces her <laughs> He's like, yeah. That was Maddie Healy, different guy. <laughs> different white alt-rock guy.
0: <laughs> I can see how that... <laughs> got confused there. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I mean, Eagles-Tampa Bay is going to be, I think, a very fun game. The way the Buccaneers have been playing this year uh, to start the year has been very good. They've been very solid, both offensively and defensively. They also beat the Vikings uh, in week one and you know you have an Eagles team that hasn't even really scratched the surface I think of the potential that they have. You're getting James Bradbury back this week. It seems like Kenneth Gainwell's on a track to play as well so you're getting some guys back which is good um, but you're gonna have to play a very close to complete game against Tampa Bay with the way that they're uh, playing right now to come away 3-0 and I think. Yeah absolutely and Tim, like, well, like we mentioned,
1: Tampa Bay, a good team, uh, offensively, going to test the Eagles for sure because, like you said, Bradbury might be back, but even still, you have some injuries that you've been dealing with there. I will say it's it's going to be the best pressure that Tampa Bay has faced so far this year, mm-hmm. and Baker's uh, a quarterback that if you can pressure, you can expect to make some bad decisions. Uh, so, I do think there's there's avenues there. Um, I think you have to trust the Eagles team that they're still just a, a very good team, and they've found ways to win so far this year they've had a uh, 10-day you know mini buy and you know maybe some of the issues that we've seen so far this season get
0: resolved and you have a, a great Monday night performance sure hope so I'd <laughs> love to see it um hopefully you know things bounce the Eagles way and get some guys back healthy and I think the the other positive is Jalen Carter has lived up to the expectations so far through two weeks he has been a force he is the Uh, favorite to win defensive rookie of the year right now through two weeks and uh, it's very exciting you know that the Eagles have you know uh, not a changing of the guard per se but you have your core four still intact with Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey um, and Brandon Graham but you also brought in you know this next generation of Eagles players that you're hoping will be here for a long time and jalen carter i think is going to be a a core piece of that youth movement for the eagles and he's as advertised and it's it's just very fun to watch how seamlessly and how effortlessly he can get after the quarterback yeah he's been
1: it's just you know like you probably got the best player in the draft yeah and you know there was obviously off the field concerns with him but it's uh, it's special and that was the the great part about being able to pick where the eagles did is that uh you get a talent that a team coming off a Super Bowl loss probably does not typically get to just add on a rookie contract.
0: Shout out the Chicago Bears. and Maybe that was the start of their uh, demise because when we got done our broadcast today, I don't know if you've caught up on the Bears. Yeah, today. I,
1: <laughs> who knows what's true, what's not true at this point, but I can say it's not good. It's not great. From and it's never good, too, when your quarterback is uh, bluntly saying that it's the coach's fault that their team sucks right <laughs> I like that he doubled back, and he has been, like – I regretfully just drafted him in fantasy in one of my <laughs> leagues, and, like, I just panicked. Everyone else was taking quarterbacks, and I was like, I, You know, he had big, big games last year. I've been, like, following Justin Fields more than I, have like, kind of wanted to this year, and he has taken responsibility for a lot, but it was – and he did double double back a little bit and say, like, I got to be better too, but he was very blunt. He was, like, asked, like, why the team isn't doing it. I was like, I don't you got to ask coaches. Like, all right, Awesome.
0: I also That's love that – I feel like I've known this forever, but people are just finding out that former Chicago Bear uh, Charles Peanut Tillman is an FBI agent. Yeah, he's Agent Peanut. Yeah. I, <laughs> like – Si Peanut. And Ian Rapoport has since come out and say said that the Bears defensive coordinator, who resigned this morning, did not have his house raided by the FBI. Peanut Tillman is not involved – and, uh, it's,
1: that's just, it's not great. That's a, that's a brand new sentence. I think to, to be honest, I think <laughs> just the words have never been strung together. Got a lot. Hey, four design runs for Justin Fields.
0: The it's the, uh, it's the domino meme. Just a guy, Cody Parker, double doink, <laughs> break off an 80 yard run for
1: a touchdown. Let's just <laughs> never run him. Let's never try that.
0: Awesome. It's Cody Parky's double doink against the Eagles in 2018 has led us to this. It's
1: just the birth of Rex Grossman. The,
0: <laughs> that'd probably be where you start. Smoking Jay Cutler. Bring him back. <laughs> oh, man. From the NFL, we head to Fiji, Matt, and it's brought to you by our pals at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. Guys, they got the best sunglasses, blue light plus glasses, and prescription lenses for a fraction of the price of the big eyewear companies. Plus, Tom Shades partner, Tyson Apostle, ever heard of him? Former survivor, survivor legend. Part of the Tomahawk Shades family as well. You guys can go to Tomahawkshades.com or download the app in the App Store or Google Play. And for downloading the app, you can claim a free pair of sunglasses. It's that simple. Tomahawkshades.com or in the app. When you go to check out, use code USP for 25% off your order from our pals at Tomahawk Shades. They've been rocking with us for years now. So go support a company that supports us. Tomahawkshades.com or the Tomahawk Shades app and use code USP for 25% off your order. It's Survivor Season, baby. We are a week away from heading back to Fiji for 90 minute episodes for Survivor 45. We're going to go through the cast here, look at potential prospects for our winner pick, where back to back years, 41 and 42, or I should say back to back seasons, uh, we picked the runner up. Since then, haven't gotten to the finals, but we've gotten close. We've at least made the merge every pick. Uh, how are we feeling about Survivor 45, man? I'm just going. I'm just going
1: based off of uh, headshots. That's how we have to do this, you know, because you don't you don't get that much from their little bios that they give to the press. It's so impossible to tell. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 the hardest thing. It's the hardest thing is to look at a, a bunch of photos uh, of headshots and figure it out. I will say, I don't know why. I am looking at, I mean, Parade.com. Come on. You got to do better than this. This is. I'm looking at Kendra McQuarrie. Here's, here's my logic. She's a bartender. I can remember in early seasons of Survivor when it was... Social game now is different to social game back then. Social game back then was very much, do people like you and can you talk to people? And that was kind of it. You didn't have to really be like scheming like you do now with a social game. Um, Bartenders have to talk to people a lot and work in like a crazy environment. Um, And I kind of just like when I I just feel like a bartender, you know, it's kind of like being a firefighter and that like there's, I think there are bartenders that have done well in Survivor in the past. So um, I'm thinking Kendra maybe. That's, you know, you got to go with your gut sometimes. I scrolled past her. I was like, you know what? I think she's got something. Could she be the first out? Maybe.
0: <laughs> we will uh, we'll read off the names and occupations and uh, locations for each contestant this season. Uh, we do have our first returning player because Bruce is back after one episode last season where he was medically evacuated. He is on this season. Uh, but here are your Survivor 45 castaways. We have Austin Lee Kuhn. He's 26 from Chicago, Illinois. He's a business student. We have Brandon Donlin from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 25 years old. He's a content producer. I'm just like him for real. Uh, then we have Brando Meyer. He's 22 from Oak Park, California. He's a software developer. Then we have uh, Bruce Peralt coming back from last season from Warwick, Rhode Island. He's a Navy veteran and insurance agent, 46 years old. Then we have Dean Ellis, D. Vaiadaris from Miami. She's 26 and she's in sales development. Drew Basil, who's 22 from Birmingham, Michigan. He's a grad student. Emily Flippin from Washington D.C. She's 28 and a financial assistant. Hannah Rose. She's 32 from Baltimore, Maryland. She's a counselor. We have Jake O'Kane. He's 26 from Hanson, Massachusetts. Uh, he's a law school graduate. Uh, and then we have. Jay Maya, just going single initial on the first name, uh, 23, she's from the Bay Area, California. No specific destination, but she's a singer-songwriter. Then we have Julie Alley, who I believe is the elder of the cast this season. She's 49, Nashville, Tennessee. She's an associate attorney. Then we have Caleb Geberwald. Uh, he's 28, from Port Coquitlam, British Columbia, sales and marketing coach. Then we have Kutara Tops from New York. She's 34 and a civil rights lawyer. Kelly now Bandian from New York as well. She's 29 and she's a nurse. Then we have Kendra macquarie She's 30 from Salem, Massachusetts and is a bartender. Then we have Nicholas Nico Alsup from O'Fallon, Illinois. He's 30 and a martial arts instructor. And we have Sabaya Broderick from Decatur, Georgia. She's 27 years old, truck driver, and U.S. Marine Corps veteran. And then we have Sean Edwards, 34 years old, from Provo, Utah, and he's a school principal. Yeah, quite the uh, quite the lineup, quite <laughs> the cast, quite the crew we got rolling in here. <laughs> um, I like your theory on Kendra. Obviously, Northeast like we always scout for um is anybody else standing out potentially you know I
1: one thing I like about gotta find names here gotta learn names uh Caleb first of all I like that Caleb is with a K always always kind of kind of like someone who's for whatever reason parents decided instead of just a C <laughs> gotta be a K um he's wearing cool pants in his cool. uh, yeah, they're he like
0: wearing cool pants, like
1: mismatched colors, kind of, but like the colors are on the other side of the. It's it's cool. I I, I like I like that inclusion. He's in software sales. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but I'm assuming he's got to talk to people a lot. You know, if you're if you're selling stuff, you know. So, um, going by occupation, I guess is always kind of a challenge. But yeah, I uh, I like his pants, which is just as as good as a reason
0: as any. I, I know we always look to at uh, the the castaways, and we try to see who they uh, they liken their game to from survivors of the past. Um,
1: Never compare yourself to Boston Rob
0: or Sandra. Yeah, that's that's a number one red flag. Um, I keep pulling up the wrong article here. Here we go. So here we go austin lee coon he is the grad student from chicago um he says he identifies with owen pretty recent player um his reasoning long hair asian love the outdoors never say die attitude i think i'll play most like jay and wendell um their games revolved around forming genuine connections that led to people Uh, that led people to keep them in the game even when they were huge threats on top of that i have the intelligence to make big strategic plays as well as the physicality to win clutch immunities also like them both i too have a crush on michelle (laughs) Just just trying to find one that's like an interesting uh some some
1: people pull like bizarre like ones out um Like someone, uh, D saying Jesse,
0: who is a, a fairly new player. It's yeah, Very like interesting.
1: Brando, first he said David Wright. Um, think he said Yao Man. What a deep cut. Yeah, going all the way back to Yao Man. Like, wh- I res- I respect it though. Um, man, we have got a Kelly Wentworth shout out. Albert Bracco shout out both from, somebody uh, saying their personality is extremely similar to Cass. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's tough. I mean, know thyself, though, you know. <laughs> like honestly, <laughs> part part of the game, I think, is is knowing yourself. Um, I'm a I'm a little worried about Jay comparing, not comparing herself, but wants to be Parvati she said, not only were so, both, but this is, you know what? I'm going to go with this. Not only were we both named after powerful Hindu goddesses. So she does have that going for her. Um, and she'd give a Marianne shout-out, another, like, recent player. But be, you just kind of want to steer away from yeah, from the, the the big guns. I don't want to be invoking Parvati, I don't think. Drew Basil
0: also currently living in Philadelphia, shout-out.
1: A lot of Cochran Penner love. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree, sure. but... just. I don't know, little, some deep cuts here. I guess we got a shout out from in, uh, in all seriousness, but from Julie. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't know who I would I I would pick as someone I would want to, got a or lot that I would love too. Yeah, or that I would identify myself with. But I appreciate I appreciate the exercise for these people. I appreciate what they're doing out there.
0: Well, Caleb, great response. <laughs> I'd love to say Tony, but out of respect, I
1: won't. And you know what? That's why I respect I
0: you as my one B. That's why I-, I respect it. Um yeah, a lot of Kelly Wentworth. A lot of Tony love too. That's another one that you can't really. You got to be careful. You got to be careful with the two-time winners being name-dropped like that. This one's fun, too. Uh, Kendra, this might be a bonus for you, simply based on vibes. The first player she really connected with is Carolyn from Season 44. I'm so in. I am so <laughs> in. I've never been more in in my life. She also says she sees bits of herself in a lot of strong female players like Amanda, Michelle, and Kim. I'm, Kim, so, one in. Of I'm so in. your I am so in.
1: I'm telling you, no BS. I did not even read that. I did not read any of her. I just looked at the. Was I was even on that reaction.
0: website. I am so in. Do Do we want the full Kendra rundown here? You can. We can do the full. Listen, you don't have to join the ride. Like I, I oh you hey, know, like I, we we always come to a unified decision for the pod pick. And I'm I'm buying in based on. <laughs> here I'm buying Kendra stock. <laughs> She's 31 from Haverhill, Massachusetts. Love a mass hall. She currently lives in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Bartender, obviously. Three words to describe her. Outgoing, determined, and enthusiastic. Why did you want to be part of Survivor? I love to challenge myself and put myself in situations to grow as a person. Survivor checks all the boxes for me as far as an adventure goes and then some. What's one life experience you feel has prepared you for the game Walking the Camino Primitivo in Spain by myself definitely prepared me for this game. Walking alone over 15 miles in a day in a new country with nothing but my backpack showed me how determined and resourceful I am. Then, obviously we read off the players uh, that she most connected with and who she thinks she'll play like. Her reasoning for Carolyn is, like her, I'm not afraid to be myself and let my freak flag fly. Which is an
1: underused and underappreciated... Turn of phrase, by the way. Let my fr- let your freak so flag good. fly. Amazing alliteration. It's so close to saying a slur too. You know that it's <laughs> like you really, you really toe the line there. You really got to think about what you're saying when you say "let my freak flag <laughs> fly." You were you were so
0: close <laughs> to being a homophobe when you say that. You were so close, and it's the polar opposite type of saying I, too. Right, like the. It's, just, it's a chasm between the intent <laughs> of, of those words. I love her authenticity and hope to bring that into the game myself. What will you value in an alliance partner? Loyalty. I would love to find two people to go all the way to the end with. Also, I will definitely value someone who is relaxed and grounded to help balance me out. Her favorite hobbies? Hiking, rollerblading, studying astrology, reading, camping, cooking for friends, listening to music. Her pet peeve? I mean, I'm sold. People who chew with their mouths open, snoring, not saying please and thank you, and when people ask me the meaning of my tattoos.
1: You know what? I get that. I will
0: I'll give a plus one for that, too. The accomplishment she's most proud of, completing the Camino de Santiago, something we would never know from looking at you, that I talk exactly like Drew Barrymore. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. <class. laughs> who in your life is your biggest inspiration and why it's hard to pick just one person because all of my friends inspire me so much and in so many different ways why will you be the sole survivor i will be the soul survivor spelled s-o-u-l because i've got moxie my unwavering optimism courage and gut instincts will guide the way to soul survivor i think i'm in There it is. We're back. (laughs) We're back. We're like (laughs) Texas. We're back. Uh, First time pod pick that we have a female winner, and it is Kendra McQuarrie is our 45 pod pick. Um, Hopefully she has success like Deshaun and Mike gets to the final three, and then we're just on edge hoping for those votes. Um, But at least get to the merch and keep our streak going for five straight seasons. I believe in her. I believe in New Kendra. Uh, so we will be doing full-on Survivor 45 and Survivor uh, content on the show. If you're new to the show, we do this every season since it's come back uh, with Survivor 41. At the end of every episode on Wednesdays, Matt and I dive into Survivor. So if you're a true sicko, come along for the ride. If you've never watched Survivor, come along for the ride. Uh, and follow Buffs and Snuffs on Twitter and Instagram. That's where we do all of the updates there. And we're going to have a ton of fun this season and bring the survivor content to another level. Um, I do believe Sarah commented on the Instagram post with who she was in on. And I want to see if she's on our page as well. She's in on D.
1: Okay. She's the one that, uh, she also, I think, gave props to Tony and her, uh... I want to say she's from Cuba, like her family's yeah, from Cuba. she gave props to Tony and Jesse. Interesting.
0: Interesting. to ask sarah what uh her reasoning is there but we will uh we'll be back with survivor content starting next week and we'll let you guys know what the schedule will be so matt and i can fully enjoy the 90 minute episodes for the very first time uh we might be shifting the the recording schedule around just a bit not too much but uh, stay tuned for that. And that's why you got to follow us on the socials at underground PHI, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, threads, Facebook.com underground sports PHI. Follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castarina. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Leave a five star rating and review. It goes a long way for helping this show continue to grow. Helps more people find Underground Sports Philadelphia and our entire catalog of podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. It really does help. Uh, and be a friend. Tell a friend to subscribe. And subscribe to the YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of this show twice a week. Full video episodes of every podcast on our network. Uh, smash that like button. Ring the bell icon. Comment down below your thoughts on everything. Let us know your Survivor winners in the YouTube comment section. We want to see what you guys are thinking uh, based on headshots alone, and uh, anything else that comes to mind, leave it in the YouTube comment section. We'll check out the comments and read the best ones, and comment your survivor takes every single week. Um, be sure to get your merch, phiapparel.co Code underground for ten percent off any and all merch orders. And this show is presented by the City of Island. And whether you're a company looking to expand, relocate or you're a new business startup, selecting the right location is critical to your success. Vineland, New Jersey offers both an affordable business location and an excellent quality of life. The city's economic development department is a one-stop source for moving your project through the development and approval process, and their goal is to make this process as smooth as possible and to provide the fastest turnaround times in the region. If you're considering potential locations for your operation, contact the Vineland Economic Development Team at 856-794-4100. That's 856-794-4100. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. And big thank you to Security 21 Security Systems and Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. This has been episode number 570 of Underground Sports Philadelphia presented by the City of Vineland. For Matt, I'm KB. We'll catch you guys on sunday getting ready for more monday night football with the birds and a whole lot more talk about this weekend series against the mets but until then we're getting the heck up out of here and we are signing off peace